Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast today. Don't stop believing. I probably shouldn't do that. I'm already got my voice strained from vacation and talking loud at parties and stuff over the vacation, but... It is nice to be able to sing a little something, something for the White Sox, considering what they have now accomplished. And today, the White Sox signed Luis Robert to a six-year, $50 million deal. Wow. I thought it would end up being more, considering how excited people are about him. And then I started, during transition today with the afternoon show, we were talking about Robert and... Look, it's not like he had no money, like zero money, considering that he was, you know, a highly touted prospect. By, but considering his story and considering the story of a lot of the players that that come from Cuba, man, it is. It's a really beautiful thing when it works out this well. Where you have a kid who is one of the best players there is never going to be paid worth from a baseball sense there. I don't want to make a value judgment on life in Cuba because I don't live there, but I do know that if you're someone who's trying to maximize your earning potential in baseball, that it's not an ideal place to be. And you see some of the people that have come here, including Jose Abreu, who's on the White Sox now. I just think that if you've ever... The Duke of Havana, shout out to Sierra Santos, because she put me on to this. There's a book called The The Duke of, of Havana, and it talks about El Duque, and it talks about baseball in Cuba. It's really remarkable um, what some of these guys go through to even get to the United States, let alone trying to make it to the major leagues once they get there, even though these are highly touted prospects. But we were talking about how 
you you look at the way that the deal is structured, and the White Sox put this out a little while ago, and they were breaking down the contract. They put an email out, and here's the breakdown of it, if you were wondering. So six years, $50 million, two club options, so he could be under control through the 2027 season, which I believe makes him 29 or 30 at the end of it. In year one, he receives $1.5 million. In year two, $3.5. In year three, $6 million. In year four, $9.5 million. In year five, $12.5 million. And $15 million in 2025. The White Sox hold a $20 million options for both 2026 and 2027 with $2 million buyouts for either of those seasons. If you think back to where he was and him being in Cuba, and even the million and a half dollars, which is a steal from baseball, like even if he's a crappy player, <laughs> a million and a half dollars is really nothing in baseball economics. But to go from not really having anything to having a million and a half dollars must be incredible. To know that you're going to make, that that money is guaranteed, that you are going to make $50 million with a chance to make close to $100 million is incredible. So I'm really happy for for Robert because if you know anything about the stories of what it takes to get players to the United States from Cuba. And a lot of times there's a holdover in another country, like in Mexico, you're literally being smuggled out and you have to make really tough choices. I remember when Sierra did the, the, uh, the story on NBC sports Chicago about Jose Abreu and he had to leave his family behind. He left his son in Cuba. It's why it was a big deal that his son was able to come and visit him, got a a visa to come and visit for two weeks or whatever it was. It's crazy. Like, it's it's a a really harrowing story. And like I said, The Duke of Havana, if you have not read it and you enjoy baseball books, you should read that. Now let me get to the, the baseball side of this, now that we've talked a little bit about the cultural one, and I don't think that I've actually done it enough uh, good to tell you the truth. If we look at the baseball side of what the White Sox have done, it's been a really tremendous offseason. When you see the addition of Encarnacion to lengthen their lineup and put a, a, ver- a power bat in their lineup, them getting Gio Gonzalez, who at the time I'm sitting there going, ah, I hope they don't think that this is their number two guy. Gonzalez fits perfectly in, in the bottom of a rotation. But then they go out along with signing Grandal. So they have like all the Cuban players. Just go on and get Puig while you're at it. Um, He's available, by the way, and actually is not a terrible idea to put in right field. But I digress. You add that to Grandal and you add Keuchel into the mix. And the White Sox, for the most part, have answered all of their needs. All of them. Except for one thing. They do have to continue to look for help in the bullpen. 
You have to figure out how to get to column A from the starters. And what the move with Keiko, like it really allows for them to it, it it allows for them to lengthen their rotation where you don't have to put a lot of pressure on Kopech coming back. And maybe you don't have to worry about innings limits. Now, look, there's going to be injuries. It's just how it works in Major League Baseball. But I look at them being a pretty deep rotation. I don't think they're a great rotation. I think that they're pretty good. And and we'll see how Kopech comes back and if Rodon comes back within the season. That's very exciting. You start looking at their lineup now, and if Robert is even close to what he did at the minors, this is going to be fun. Now, it's over three classes, Class A, Class AA, Class AAA for Robert. But in 2019, the guy was spectacular. 328, 376, 624, 31 doubles, 11 triples, 32 home runs, 92 RBIs, 36 stolen bases, and an OPS of 1.001. Granted, this is the minor leagues. He's exciting. I went to Birmingham. I I graduated from Alabama back in May. Roll damn tide. And while I was there graduation weekend, the Barons were in town, and I wanted to go see Robert play. He's exciting. When you get a chance to see him, it's going to be hard to take your eyes off of him. And I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunity to see him in center field because as of now, the the White Sox have some deficiencies in fielding in the outfield. You have to make a place for Aloy Jimenez because his batch is too big. It's too robust. He has to play. And in right field, if it's Mazzara that, that plays out there, both of those guys are limited in what they can do defensively. Robert, he's got all the stuff, man. He he can run, he can catch, he can throw. But he's going to have to cover alley to alley with the two guys that are playing to the left, to his left and to his right. But I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy watching them play. But look at that. You you now pretty much have your lineup set. I do wonder if they're going to keep tweaking with right field and figure out if there's a different place to go. But on all the major things, the major questions that you had about the White Sox going into 2020 season, I feel like they've answered a bunch of those questions. There's still some pieces that are there are guys that are out there that I'd love for them to chase. Like I'd love for them to add Castellanos in right field. And the beautiful thing about the contract with Robert is if you're paying him essentially 12, what was it? Yeah, about 12, $11 million over the next three years. $11 million bucks for a guy that you're expecting to be your starting center fielder for the next three years. That opens up a ton of opportunity to still be active in free agency. Whether it's this year or next year, you're not hampered by it. These deals that that Rick Hahn has done, I don't know how he does it. He he seems to do deals that, for the most part, people are happy with because they're securing a future. And it's different 
in baseball than in football because the contracts are not guaranteed in the NFL. But you don't really hear guys complaining with the White Sox. Now, the White Sox haven't done a ton of winning, but even Chris Sale, he never really complained. Like, he understood why the deal was attractive at the time, and it, it could end up benefiting both. Here's what you get. You get generational wealth. You get security of the fact that this money is already here. Here's what we get. We get a player that's controlled contractually for maybe not as much as he's worth. What's the the Aloy contract going to look like if he continues to develop and he's making $100 million? It's going to look light. But Aloy's happy and the White Sox are happy. And I imagine the same is true with Lou Bob. And we have to decide on that. Is, is Are we going with Lou Bob or are we going with the Panther? Or was the, wasn't the the Panther Sammy Sosa? La Pantera? I like Lou Bob. It just seems fun. But it's up to him. If he doesn't want to be called Lou Bob, I'm not going to call him Lou Bob. But these contracts that Rick Hahn does, I'm... I'm amazed by them because it doesn't seem like other teams are doing it this way where they're buying out some of these arbitration years and getting stuff done quick. It it puts you in a really good financial situation if you're the White Sox. And I do think that it ends up working out for the players. And if you're Lou Bob, at the end of your deal, you're 29. You can still make a whole lot of money and maybe even renegotiate if you turn out to be a great player, I don't. I don't think the White Sox would flinch at that. They instead of that those years being option years, they'd probably just be like, "Nope, here's your forty million dollars, and we'd like to keep you here for the rest of your time as a White Sox." So kudos to them. Kudos to him. Congratulations to Luis Robert. It's very exciting. Very very exciting. And. I thank you for listening to the podcast. And, man, good times are back for the White Sox, huh? It's pretty nice. Let's see what else they do. Still a couple weeks until Sox Fest. Things could change. But right now, I don't know how you can't look at what they've done and be excited. You don't have to even worry about the Manny Machado stuff. You can let it go and move on. And see that Yoan Moncada is a five-war player. Tim Anderson won a batting title. Jose Abreu won an RBI title. Lucas Giolito was an all-star. Aloy Jimenez made it to the major leagues and hit bombs against the Yankees. And now Luis Robert is a White Sox in center field. Don't stop believing. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 